2019 is the year of joy. Anybody, anybody ready for this? I, I want you to just look at somebody and tell them Happy New Year. Would you do that? So I want to spend some time with you uh, this morning. Uh, first of all, talking to you about 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, I have placed uh, extensive information in your hands today so that you can do this. And some, we understand, you are physi- physiologically not able to fast. We bless that. That's okay. Don't feel guilty. And if, if your physician is not in favor of fasting, uh, then so Jesus feels the same way. Okay? So we're, we're good with that. However, uh, for some of you, you can fast. You can fast a meal. You can fast lunch. Uh, that's, all, that's, that's a good idea. You can fast in the morning. And, but, but seek the Lord. Don't just fast. Remember the fasting that God requires is not just that you do away with food, but you seek the face of the Lord and you also serve. You do good to those that are hurting. You find new ways of blessing and doing ministry. So that's, that's what he requires. But I want you to fast and I want you to pray. And, but I, I don't want you to just fast and pray. Uh, this year, I've added a commitment to family prayer, the Freedom Family Prayer Initiative. And you notice we've made that central. Here's what I, I have recognized. Uh, how many have had Christmas decorations in your home? Anybody have Christmas decorations in your home? Of course, that would be like everyone, right? Nearly everybody puts Christmas decorations up. Why? Why? Christmas, but you, yeah, but why? Why do you put decorations up in your house? Why do you, because it's a part of your tradition. Somebody say it, it's your tradition. It's ingrained. And so the idea of not doing that is kind of foreign to you. Maybe for some of you, it's not foreign for you, but for many of us, it is, it's a part of our tradition. Now, here's what I am convicted of. I am convicted that our children are growing up prayerless. They're growing up prayerless. And they don't know how to pray. And they have, some of them have not enjoyed the precious gift of holding the hand of a parent and calling upon the Lord. Also, I believe that we, we don't necessarily know how to pray. Now, I've included this information on the back of your sermon notes so that you can take this home. But uh, I have taught you as couples that you should light a candle and pray. And now this year, I want to take it up. I want to take it up a level. Are you with me on this? Uh, This is uh, some practices that my wife and I are celebrating. I want you to be able to celebrate this, not just in your marriage. I I, I know that for some of you, your family is unique. You might be single and say, well, what is my family? And you can't like have prayer every day. You're not married, that sort of thing. But who do you call family? Who are those individuals that you might be able to get with and pray? So this is going to affect everyone, but it is especially going to affect those that have more than one individual in their home, who have children in your home, they might be grown children, whatever. You're going to establish prayer in your family. Now, but it's not just going to be a quick prayer. Uh, That's what I'm, I'm telling you. If that's all you can do, hallelujah, I want you to go further. First of all, when you sit down and you light your candle and you decide it after breakfast or whenever, dinner or before the kids go to bed, first of all, I want you to be able to share. At the beginning, you have to be able to talk. Here's my my conviction. Too many people have junk in their life and they don't have a place to put it. We also don't have a place to celebrate those things that are great, those things that are not so great, so that you'll have a place, you'll have a platform for your family to share. So you're sitting down at the table and you've lit, lit a candle and you just look at, over at one another. You say, so, you know, what's going on in your life? Just share something from your life. Well, hey, I did really good in soccer this week. Well, great. That's good. That's a great thing to talk about uh, and celebrate. Or, you know, I'm just really struggling over, you know, a passing of a loved one or struggling at the job right now. I'm having a hard time just thinking about going to work or, or, you know, I got, I got all A's last week and I'm really celebrating. I'm pumped about it. Whatever it is, give people an opportunity to share and then read the word. I don't know how you do that. Anybody have a Bible? Do you have one of those? You can lay it on your table or uh, you can use your, your smart device. You can use Bible gateway. If you use Bible gateway, you can, uh, you can just open it up and it'll give you a verse of the day that you can read. So read the word and then just give everybody a chance to talk about it. 
You don't have to be the preacher every week. Give everybody a chance to talk about it. What do you think the scripture is saying? What do you, what do you believe about this story? Or you can read an entire story. You could read the story of the woman at the well. You could read the story of the prodigal son. You could read all of the parables of Christ one at a time, uh, uh, week at, or day after day. And then after you talk about it, add, make a prayer list. Now, you can do this uh, with a note on your phone. You can do it with a piece of paper. But make a prayer list when you ask me, what should we be praying about? What are the things that we ought to pray about? Well, you know, so-and-so had some difficulty. I all kinds of needs in my own life. So when, you know, this morning we, we prayed for several individuals, people in the church, people in our family, personal needs. We prayed about those this morning. And then pray together. Anybody like praying together? So when, when you pray together, hold hands, talk about the prayer list, talk about the blessing, the things that were shared. By the time you get to number five, you're ready to pray, all right? And then after you finish praying, bless one another, okay? Bless one another. Don't just say amen and run, you know? Look over to your wife and say, you know, I'm just so grateful for you. You're such a gift to me. And I bless you, and I want to bless you as you go about your work today. Look over at your husband and say, you know, I know it's difficult. Look at your children and say, you know, I heard you share about that struggle today, but I, know, I want you to know that when you get to school today, you're going to be blessed and expect good things to happen. You're going to get along. I want you to be able to take this format and impact your home in such a way that one day, you know, when you're down the road and your kids are grown, you got grandkids and great-grandkids, that they will have a tradition as powerful as your Christmas tree. Why do you pray like that? Well, this is the way my daddy prayed. This is the way mama prayed. This is the way my sister prayed. I want you to develop a tradition, and I'm going to hold you accountable to it. And I believe if we can establish a 21-day pattern, by the end of the 21 days, it's something that you will not let go of. Light a candle and join the Freedom 2019 Family Prayer Initiative. Can I get a yes from somebody in the house? Can I get an amen from somebody? Now, I want to also let you know some things are going to happen. If you have children in the house, if you have a family, somebody's going to be saying, okay, do we have to do this again? All right? And somebody's going to lay their head on somebody's shoulder and start snoring, okay? And you're going to have some feedback. Listen, don't get angry. Don't be grounding everybody. Just walk through it. Do it with joy. Oh, yeah. No, Billy wants to go to bed right now. Okay, Billy. We're going to pray for you that you get a good night's sleep. All right? Hold a Bible. Come here. You know, just enjoy it. Embrace the diversity of it, the difficulty of it, the uniqueness of it. How many think it's going to make a change in our homes and our families? Anybody believe? Can I get an amen? amen? All right. If you're dating somebody, if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend and they won't pray with you, you need to fix that. And when you do it, don't just have a quick, oh, yeah, God bless this date. Lord, help us, Jesus. I, I, want you to, I want you to get the initiative going in that relationship. All right? Get the initiative going. Come on, boyfriend, girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Get it going so that you can build a spiritual life. So uh, get your card out. Check the box off. Give me some information. As of Monday, I'm gonna, we're going to be a part of the Freedom Family Prayer Initiative. At the beginning of services, I want you to come early. I want you to seek the Lord. Amen? We're going to have a good time. Father, I bless this time. I pray that you would chase us down with your promises. You would heal homes and families. Do this good work in the name of Jesus. Shout amen. amen. So, somebody shout happy new, year. happy new Year. I want to celebrate the new year. Uh, and let me begin just by giving you my, some of my personal family. Anybody on your, on your phone, do, do they make videos for you now? Have you noticed that in your photos? So my iCloud has some photos. So here's some of my family photos. We got jammies this year. That was, that's when we got the, that's Avalyn's great crybaby picture there. Have you noticed a lot of Avalyn pictures? Have you noticed that? Okay, so uh, Malachi sent me a Christmas ornament for our tree. And uh, I don't remember. Oh, she got snowballs. And then choir practice downstairs. Anybody remember the children's show? I love this scene. Uh, that's Diana's birthday at Shogun. That's the kids celebrating family picture Christmas Eve. Uh, worship on Christmas Eve. That was so great. Backyard. Yay. Malachi passed out because that's just me. Me. I have a fudge sickle tradition with Malachi. That's my daddy praying in Ohio at our Christmas gathering. That's Malachi becoming an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. And 
That's flautas just a few days ago, and that's the Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve party uh, hugs from upstairs. So, yeah, I love that. The cool thing about it is my phone does that for me. You know, anybody have that? You ever do that? Check it out, download it. It's really cool, and you can edit it if you want. It had a few things that were weird that I fixed, but, but uh, I, I want you to say it the way that I wrote it here. Shout it. No, no, that's no the way I wrote it on the. Say it. No. No, you still haven't got it. Watch, I'm going to show you. Happy New Year. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Go ahead. Okay, we always have a new year, but they're not always happy. So uh, come on, Pastor Rick. Today, I want to launch and I want to involve myself and take action steps on what the Lord has put in my heart. Help me, Jesus. 2019, a year of joy. All right. Uh, 2019 is a what? So uh, that's 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 what we're talking about. I don't know. The slide must have stuck or something back there. But uh, uh, 2019 is a year of joy, and uh, I want to look at Luke chapter four, verse 18 through 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And this last part, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I I just showed you this picture and, uh, you know, uh, I'm at that place that if you want to talk to me, I got a lot of things to talk about uh, because I got grandbabies. And uh, and, uh, I mean, it was just awesome. But I'm going to tell you the truth, okay? Here's what happened. I got any empty nesters in the house? Okay. This is what they will do this to you. Okay. They will leave. They will load up the car and take their toys and go home. They will go all the way back to Los Angeles, California and FaceTime you from there, which is kind of fun. Thank God. And, uh, and because empty nest or not, the days after Christmas, and this is what I found, because I've talked to some folk on the phone that are in desperation right now. Because the days after Christmas are sometimes difficult. It's, it's the season of many people's greatest struggles. The, uh, the children come into your home and joy erupts, or you go to your family's house and joy erupts. And, and it's always been my nature just to linger on that. You know, the pictures, I like to look at that. Uh, but I find myself thinking about sometimes, anybody with me, what I miss or what hasn't happened, right? Uh, and how life is different. Uh, sometimes there are seasons that I want to be joyful in, and it's like the hills and the valleys. It's like we're right here and then boom. Anybody done this before? Anybody else besides me? And, and just like that, you find yourself going from great joy to great sadness and you say, well, something's wrong with you. Well, maybe, maybe there is. Get off your high horse, okay? Uh, uh, I'm saying that you, you find yourself thinking about what you miss and how life is different and sadness and grief can, can get in. And the, it, it, Listen, you, don't, you, you can't live in the past and you can't live in the future. You got to live in right now. All right? Am I right? You got to live where? So the problem is, have you ever said Happy New Year? With, you know, like, Happy New Year. Anybody done that? Can we just go to bed? Uh, I have been and experienced a great deal of sadness among Christians. A great deal. And... Uh, is there anybody other than me that, that believes often the enemy robs you of the joy of your salvation? And I, I want to contend with this because not only do I believe that, I believe that it is a plague right now. People say, well, you know, i got a vac- vac- vaccination for chicken pox or something. But where is that vaccination for Sorrow and depression and anxiety. You don't have to shout amen. You can just sit and listen to me. It's cool. All right. So this year, 
we're going to take the word of God, and no matter what we're faced, we're going to learn how to rejoice. You want Anybody want this? How many can say you need it? So uh, uh, somebody shout Happy New Year. Somebody shout Happy New Year. So let's go back to New Year's Eve just for a moment. Happy New Year. Somebody shout Happy New Year. Come on, Happy so we're just going to start. We're going to. Do I have any party guys? Anybody, anybody just knows how to shout and scream? Got anybody? Those any of those folks? Okay. So some of you run up here on the platform, real quick. Where are my party folk? Come on, party folk. Come on, come on, come on. They're, come on. You got. You're not showing me any party on the way out the door. All right. Come on. Come on. Can I get a few more? A few more. Okay. Here. Here. Come on. Pass some of this stuff out. Okay. Here's a. Here. Pass them out. Here you go. There's some horns and some hats. All right. Okay. I, you got some? There you go. Whoa, whoa. Try that again. That was good. All right. There's, all right there's, I got more horns. I need more horns, okay? And some of those blow horns. Okay. All right. Okay. So, okay. All right. All right. So, y'all ready? You guys ready? Okay. You ready? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Right, I'm going to try this again. Happy New Year. So, Okay, 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 and so I, this is for, for some of us who believe rejoicing is impossible, for some of us that believe that, I got some words for you, okay, so I, I'm, we're going to rejoice with the word of God, you ready to do this, I'm going to give you some scriptures, you guys read them, all right, ready, Psalm chapter 30, here we go, just, they're going to pop up and we're going to read them together, all right, Psalm chapter 30, verse 5, for his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may endure, but joy comes. See? All right. Is this working? Next verse. Next verse. Here we go. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Now watch, watch. Sometimes you read the word of God, people say, is it okay to rejoice about that? Is it okay? You see how it's like, oh, that was the word of God. We must be quiet. No, no. All right, John 15, 11. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Psalm 5, 11. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy. Sing, come on. All right, all right. All right. Some of you look really sad right now. All right. Look at the person next to you and say, hey, happy new year. Okay, here we go. Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Jesus, Jesus. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Hey, you guys can do it too. All right, ready? Yeah! Yeah! But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All right, you're like this. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in faith. Rejoice. Come on, everybody rejoice. Let's hear it for our New Year's Eve party gang. All right, let's hear it. 
You guys can have those. You can take them home with you. Praise God. Anybody feel better? Anybody feel better? Just the way you read it, right? Should you rejoice? Should you rejoice? Should we rejoice? Should we rejoice? To be joyful over and over and over again. Rejoy. To rejoy. I was joy. I had joy, but now I rejoy. Rejoice. How many got that? Anybody have it? So this year I'm, I'm, I'm taking in every breath. This year I'm taking in every sight and sound and holding it dearly. This year, anybody need this? I'm not thinking about how the good old days have passed us by or how the best is yet to come. But right now, this very second that you are sitting here is a gift from Almighty God. These are the days, these are the moments that I'm going to breathe and I'm going to breathe them all in. If there's pain and sorrow or happiness and hope, let it in and then let it out. Somebody shout yes. So lift your glasses with me. Everybody lift your glasses. Here's to seeing and finding beauty, the hope and the joy of every moment in 2019. Come on, coffee drinkers. Are you ready? Somebody shout, hear, hear. Hear, So for goodness sake, let's have some fun while we're at it. So this is going to impact every area of your life. I have a few, just a few quick points I want to make and, uh, about the life of joy. And we're looking at Luke 4, verse 18 through 19. I'm going to show you some interesting aspects of these verses, Okay. Here, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. What? Good news to the poor. Sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. What? So this is is Isaiah's prophecy. I'm going to spend a little time in Isaiah. I love his prophecies. They're just so powerful. But do you hear what the Lord is saying? Because this is the year of the Lord's favor. He's saying, if you're poor, he's come to bless you. He's saying, he's saying, if you're brokenhearted, he's come to heal you. If you're enslaved in bondage and blindness, he's come to give you liberty. Somebody praise God for that, all right? I mean, he goes right at it. He just, bam. So some, some, some thoughts on joy. One, be joyful because you are favored of God. I am favored by God. I'm favored. Anybody like that? Now, I'm not saying favored like your football team has been favored to win. Okay? Favored by God suggests that God chooses you. He chooses to bless me. Anybody with me on this? He chooses to. Luke 4, 19, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, let me reveal some evidence of this in the life of Jesus from the Sermon on the Mount. Now, just look at this in Luke 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit. How many have read this? You've got it in your notes. It's all fine print up here. But blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now now watch it. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now Jesus goes to the top of the mountain. He goes to the mountain. He's making this proclamation to people. Now there are the people that are there are diverse. But I want you to see what he does. And, and, and don't try to get too deep with me right now. All right? Just, just stop. Just relax. Okay? Uh, in the house, there are poor people. There are people in this house right now that can't pay the rent. And I want you to know, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Anybody receive that? Anybody got that? Just... You're blessed, blessed, okay? So, so, so when you hear this, I want you to see what Jesus is doing. He's going to the most oppressed, the most tired, the most weary, the most sick, the most difficult, and he just comes right out and says, I'm going to bless you. Now, this doesn't make sense. Like, if you want to get elected, who, do you, who should you get on your side? People with the money. Because those people have... Influence, right? So Jesus comes right out and says, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not going after people who don't need me. Not looking for me. I want to talk to the poor. I want to talk to the people who can't find their way. I want to talk to the people whose spirit is just empty. I've got good news for you. My favor is upon your life. I've got good news. I've got blessing for you. And, and, he, and he just does that. He just walks right through it. How many have been there? 
How many need this right now? Anybody need this? No matter what the condition is of your life. I said, blessed are the poor. Or how about blessed are they that mourn? I'm not going to walk through every one of these, but blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And I, can I just pause here for a moment and talk to you? Because this is, this word, have you ever tried to comfort someone when, when uh, they're honestly depressed? Have you ever tried to comfort someone when you just couldn't find the words? Have you ever had somebody try to comfort you when you're just in the dumps of the dumps? And they, they walk up to you and they look you in the face and they say, well, what, what's the matter? Do you have the blues today? You know, just shake it off, Taylor. And I, I don't know how you felt. Anybody relate to what I'm saying right now? And you say, you know, I don't have the blues. I have a sevenfold horror of midnight darkness I harbor in my head. My future is consumed by an infinite grayness. And there's a poisonous cloud of fog rolling in every afternoon and I'm drowning in it. I don't have the blues. Most of the time, I'm pretty sure my future belongs to the infinite gray and it's really bad right now. And I'm a robot with dead batteries staring at a wall. It's as though I'm in hell and no one wants to be here with me and I'm emotionally crashing every day. I feel like I'm wandering in the abyss alone with the alone and I'm cold and I'm in the cold and I'm wondering where life went. No, this is not a case of the blues. I'm deep. I'm struggling. That's mourning because Jesus didn't say, blessed are those that have the blues on occasion. They shall be comforted. He used the strongest word possible. He used the word mourn, which suggests that somebody was in the deep, a deep place of grief because their greatest love was gone. The, the one that they loved the most had left their life. He's not saying, do you feel bad today or did you get up on the wrong side of the bed? No. Anybody understand what I'm saying right now? I'm talking about a deep, a deeper place than some people even want to think about. And listen, while I speak this word to you this year, I just want you to know that I'm not taking your pain for granted. I just want to encourage you. My uh, thank you for praying for my brother Dan. He he had a stroke, you know, a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago. And thank you for your prayers. Uh, the stroke that Dan had was seventeen uh, percent of the people. Only seventeen percent of the people who have that kind of stroke survive. And uh, he is still tired when he gets up. He's not able to move around like he would like to. He still has some confusion. He's having that, but he's moving on both sides of his body, and he's able to stand up and, and look through both of his eyes. So we're just really praising God that Dan is alive today. He's struggling, but he's very focused. He wanted to get out of intensive care so we could go to his church Christmas party. And I'm thinking, Dan, shut up and lay down. I, I, I've watched him and listened to him handle things with peace and courage and grace and hope for heaven. Uh, and, and I love that. But, but uh, I want you to know today, when I, when I say, when I make this point to you about mourning and, 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 and talk to you about this, I want you to know that you're not alone in this thing. You're not alone in the abyss. You're, I know you're, you're going to go through it sometimes. If you are at a place... If you are in mourning, if you are suicidal, if you have lost someone, if you have just had a, a, a tremendously difficult diagnosis and you're a mess, I wish I could all tell you that life is powdered donuts and unicorns that fart out gold dust all the time. I wish I could tell you that, but I'm telling you something else. Some Time, life is difficult and painful and it hurts and it's dark, but God is still good and he's come to talk to people who are mourning. And some of you are stuck on the fact that I said fart.
I need all the religious people to come on board now. Jesus. Listen, not all things are good, but Jesus says you're going to see happiness. I said everything is not good, but you're going to see happiness. This is your year. This moment doesn't define you. God does. You may be going through the darkest of night of your soul, but joy comes in the morning. If you sow in tears, you will reap in joy. Psalm 84 and 6, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. Baca is the valley of weeping. It's an actual valley, a valley of shadow. But here's what it is. As you pass, you have to pass through the valley. But as you pass through it, if you look up, you'll see Jerusalem. And you'll see the mountain of God. You're not going to stay here. You're on a journey. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is all with you. Come on. He's always with you. On the other side of your biggest struggle are your greatest miracles. When you're going through your worst, God is planning his best when you kneel before God he stands up for you anybody hear that I said because the Holy Spirit is always with you I said on the other side of your biggest struggle are your greatest miracles I said when you're going through your worst God is planning his best Come on, shout it. Because the Holy Spirit is always with you. Because on the other side of your biggest struggle are your greatest miracles. Because when you're going through your worst, God is planning his best. On your worst day with God, you're better than your best day without him. So like Paul and Silas, pull out your hymn book. I know you feel like you're in prison, but he is a God who sets the captive free. Go ahead and praise him. Yes, we go through hell sometimes but God pours living water on those moments you may be going through the fire like Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and the, but the fire is just there to remove all of your chains all of your bondage in your life anybody remember that in Daniel chapter 3 as the king looked into the fire and he said then we put three men in but I see four men and they're unbound walking in the midst of the fire and they're not hurt and the appearance of the fourth is like a son of God he's the comforter And there is consolation. We will not give in to the depression or the sadness or the despair. It is not in us. Jesus says, if you're mourning, you're going to be blessed. Comfort is on the way. The greater the tribulation, the greater the consolation. Jesus. Blessed are the meek. I can't talk about everything like that. but You know what meekness is? The word meekness actually means power under control. Does meekness ever irritate you? Here's power under control. Here's an understanding of power under control. Okay? Jesus got angry when he went to the temple and he saw people selling doves. And the reason he got angry was because doves were the sacrifice of the poor. And so they were money changers. And what they were doing is they were saying, well, look, we'll sell you a dub, but we're going to raise the price like 100%. So they were robbing the poor to pad their own pockets. And Jesus got mad and he got angry. And he drove them out. So how many believe that was a good thing? Anybody believe that? But the Bible also says that when he was crucified, he was led like a lamb To the slaughter and he opened not his mouth. So why didn't he beat those bad boys the same way he beat them in the marketplace? You ain't going to crucify me. It's kind of like this. All right. Like uh, if somebody comes up to me. And they're all upset. All right. And uh, they get my face. I'm going to forgive them. All right. I'm going to forgive them. I don't let anybody get my face. Okay. You keep seeing how that works for you. Okay. All right. I don't take nothing from nobody. I'm just angry at the whole world. Good for you. Good for you. I'm happy for you. That's sarcasm if you didn't know. I mean, I'm sad for you. 
You're always seeing people that are mad. Watch, watch, watch. But if somebody walks up and slaps my wife, I'm going to show your face to the floor. You're going to get your feelings hurt really fast. We're going to forgive you, but you're going to feel pain. That's what we call strength under control. Use my strength at the right time. And sometimes the strength that's in me, the anger that's in me, anybody know what I'm saying? Wants to be used. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the, that, that are having to swallow some things right now. That are having to walk through life right now. They have power, but it's under control. There, there's some people out there right now. This is your year of joy. Come on. It's a tough place to live sometimes. Turning the other cheek. I'm just saying that you've not always been a, it's not always been a place of joy, but you're going to get through it. It's a dilemma. It'd be attitudes. I could go on and on. Second, be joyful knowing that God has great plans for you. Okay, Isaiah 55. We're singing all of Isaiah this morning. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. I want you to see what this is saying, all right? This verse speaks of true abundance. The, the, the two verses, they paint a picture of the abundance God desires to give us regardless. Get this? What your belief is. Here, here's what he's saying. There's joy and peace available to you. All of us are seeking joy and peace. Think about it. Those who don't know Jesus are still looking for answers on how to be happy and how to be at peace. That's why so many people are looking for the next promotion, the next biggest house, the next nicest car. Come on. But we will never find joy and peace that can only be found in life with Jesus Christ. So what he's saying is God's going to replace the bad with the good. Our passage gives this metaphor of a garden with different trees growing. When we start to focus on God instead of our circumstances, our feelings of depression are uprooted and replaced with the joy of the Lord. Our feelings of anxiety are torn down and replaced with God's peace. Being with God changes everything. And the people around us cannot help but notice that, wait a minute, didn't you sow tears? Yeah, but look what I'm reaping right now. This, this passage becomes a reality in your life. If you spend time with Jesus... This can look so many different ways because your relationship with Jesus is unique. Make room in your life outside of church for the Lord Jesus. Because your garden is not just here. It's in your house. He loves you. He cares for you. The trees of the field are going to come up looking at you and saying, yeah, baby, I know you went through hell to get here, but guess what? I'm going to pour fruit and blessing into your life. Why? Because God has great plans for me. Say it. God has great Just let me finish this up. The joyful life requires the elimination of your worry. Matthew 6. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Sometimes this teaching is difficult. Can I get an amen? Uh, I'm going to tell you this. Some religion is filled with fear. And it's just afraid, afraid, uh, fear, fear, you know. Uh, and it almost teaches Christians who are rejoicing to worry. We're not, even, we're not supposed to worry about the return of the Lord Jesus. Amen? Things are getting bad. No, things are about to get real good. Amen? So he says... What we really need to be doing is seeking first the kingdom of God and trusting that God will take care of the rest. Now, as a pastor, I'm sometimes extra busy in the work, and I have to be cautious or I might lose my joy in the race. Right? There, there is no place in Scripture where we are taught to lose our joy in order to get ahead or to worry about life in the future. 
you know, the Apostle Paul must have read the Roman sports page like every day. Have you ever read the Apostle Paul's teaching? I mean, it's like, you know, races and wrestling matches and stuff like that. And he knew what was going on. And he all, anybody got running shoes on? Anybody have some running shoes on? So anybody, any, any runners in the house? Okay, I got to finish the sermon. I've got some runners. Could I get two or three runners, a couple of runners to come up with me? Just come up and stand on the platform real quick. All right. He says this. I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, now here's, here's what he's saying. All right, got some runners here? Okay, let's just come, come over here. Come over here. Right here so everybody can see us. Just come here. You stand right here, okay? No, look that way. Look that way. Okay, come here. And you look. Okay, we'll, we'll look this way. Okay, here we go. Look this way. Okay, finish line is over there. Ready? Set. No, slow motion. Okay, okay. Right. See? So if I'm in the race, okay, 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 did you fall down? Okay, okay, whatever. All right. And the finish line is out there, okay? okay. All right. All right. God is, I don't. Okay. You see, listen, I can't worry about you. My race is not your race. I know we're running together and we got to lift one another up. But I'm telling you that some of us are so distracted by all these people that are around us that rather than looking towards the prize, we're just staring at each other. We can't even stay in our lane. That's all Paul is saying here. I haven't, here, here's the deal, I haven't apprehended yet. I haven't finished my race. I, I'm not done yet. And you say, well, Pastor, you're getting really old. Hush, hush. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't gotten to the place yet that God wants me. He's doing some stuff in my life. Oh, I got problems over here. This guy don't like me. This guy keeps grabbing my shirt, and these people are mean, and those people are happy over there. I think I'll run. Listen, I need to focus clearly on the race that God has set out for me, and then I have to lean towards the finish line. I'm, I'm really not even competing against you. I'm competing against myself. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. First Corinthians nine twenty four. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way to obtain it. There's all kinds of thoughts. I, you know, if, if you're going to run the race and you're going to do it joyfully, you need to do a few things. They tell us for runners a few things you must do in order to run. One is rest your body. I need an amen from somebody. You got to rest. Drink plenty of water. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm running. Why am I always tired? Because you're doing it on your own strength. Eat the right things. Stay in the word of God. Pace yourself. You say, well, man, I want to lay hands on people and prophesy over them right now. Quit. Can't you just eat the first things? Can you just grow right now? Come on, you just got out of your mess. Why don't you just lift your hands and receive the Lord and pace yourself right now and let the Lord, is this okay? Let the Lord raise you up. Know the course. Anybody understand that? There are going to be hills and valleys and curves, there's going to be rocks, places to stumble. Man, I fell. God doesn't love me anymore. No, you just didn't realize that there are going to be rocks on the course and potholes. I, I didn't get an amen. Focus on your race. Don't be distracted by the world. I just showed you that. And then think positive. I'm never going to make it to the end. I'm going to make it to the end. Lay your worries down 
and run the race. That's what Paul's saying. Lay your worries down and run the race. And I know you've been hopeless, but listen, there is hope no matter how bad things seem to be at the moment. There is hope no matter how frustrated you feel. There is hope no matter how much pain and heartache you have experienced. There is hope no matter how strained your relationship has become. There is hope even if you feel completely out of sync with your spouse. There is still hope even if the only words you say to each other are hurtful. There is hope even if all you see is the end. There is hope even when you cannot see restoration as a possibility. There is still hope. Everybody jump to your feet. Let's give praise to the Lord. What is this the year of? This is the year of? This is my year of? This is my year of? Oh, wait. Somebody could say, well, I've had enough of the kinds of years I've had already. Where are you? I've had enough of the worry. I've had enough of what happened last year and the year before that and the year before that. And it's like, oh, great. I get to start another year. No matter what action steps I give you, here's the, here's the reality. No matter what action steps I give you, if you just live in worry and live in yesterday, if all you're doing is saying, well, maybe one day, but not today. If all you're doing is just living in the future, living in the past, and you're not breathing in the next step, the next breath, even if you get a victory this year, it'll be, yeah, but it won't last. Anybody been there? You can't celebrate the moments of your family. You can't, you can't embrace the moments of joy. It's like the church is having a party, and it's like, I'd go, but a bunch of hypocrites. And I always say one more shouldn't matter. You should come anyway. You know? Can't dance. Can't relax. Can't put your feet up and watch a ball game on occasion because you're too worried. Am I making sense to anybody? So upset about what you haven't attained that you can't celebrate what somebody else has attained. Right? Come on. Where are you? Where are my worried folks that want to lay their worries down and receive the joy of the Lord today? Where are you? Would you just come and stand with me? Come here. Those of you that have had enough of yesterday and you're ready for what God has next. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? I know it's tough. It's almost tough, especially when you've been in the abyss, especially when you've been in that place where the gray fog has challenged you for so long, especially it's like, I just, I, I ain't even going up there because it's just, it's just a loss. It's just a loss. It's just, I can't believe Pastor Rick would play with my emotions that way. I ain't playing with your emotions. You look at me. I have felt the grayness that you're talking about. I have felt the pain. I felt the anxiety. I've walked through it, and I tell you that there is no better way to live than the joy of the Lord. Joy in the morning. Joy in the afternoon. Joy in the evening. It's not God's plan for you to live in this sorrow for the rest of your days. Hi. <laughs> Do you have the blues? The blues would be a step up for some folk. Am I right? I wish I had the blues. This year, say it, this year is my year of joy. Come on, say it. This year is my year of joy. Come on, this year is my year of joy. Wait, notice, we started angry and we got happy. Notice. Just, I'm going to punch anger in the... No. Punch it. This year is my year of joy. This year is my year of... God is... What? God is good. This is the year of the Lord's favor. I'm favored. I'm going to be blessed. I want you to take a deep breath. In fact, close your eyes. Just take a deep breath in. And let it out. Who gave you that breath? Give him thanks right now. Give him thanks just for that, for this moment. Okay, wait. How did you get, how did you get to the front of this building? How did you do that? How did you do that? You walked. 
Thank God for the walk. Thank God that you walked up front. Just thank God that you walked up front right now. Come on, praise God. I was able to get to the front of the building, baby. Wait, how many of you had some things in the last year or so that you thought were going to kill you? All right, the last few years you thought it was going to kill you. Raise your hand, look at me. Okay, now with your hand up, praise God, it didn't kill me. And now I have more hope than ever. Because that did not take me out. God is good. God is faithful. God is able. Now open your arms. You ready for the Gatorade bath? Come on, open your arms. Say, God, I receive living water. I receive grace. I receive your spirit. This is my year of joy. Give me a bath in your love, in your grace, in your peace, in your joy, in your favor. I proclaim it. This is my year. Come on, praise God. All right, listen. Some of you need somebody just to talk to. So I want my altar workers to come, and they're going to stand right up front, okay? And they're going to pray with you. All my altar workers, just come. All right, come. And we want to just spend some time with you. All my older workers, quickly, come forward. Break through to the front. Stand up here in the front. All right. There are folks that could use some prayer today. All right. Now listen. But wait, wait. Be care- I, want to, I want to give direction. I want you to have conversation. All right. I always think it's funny. People come and want to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. You know. Have a conversation. What are the things that you're, what are the things that you're laying down? What are the things that you're letting go of today? And then I want you to pray with one another regarding joy in the depths of your heart. Okay? All right? Now listen. Listen to me. Listen to me. Some of you might be going through deep depression. You're on a a doctor's care. I'm not telling you to throw your medication away. Pastor Rick did not tell you to do that. I'm telling you that God's plans are better than you ever knew. Okay? So you continue moving forward with the expectation of blessing, okay? I want you to sing. They're going to sing. Everybody sing. You guys go ahead and begin to pray. Okay, go ahead you are I am the well. Draw from me, I will Listen. As you finish singing, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. Be dismissed when you choose. Can't wait to see you again Wednesday night, Sunday. Got a lot of good stuff going. Embrace one another. If you're new, meet us back in the Welcome Center. I'd love to talk with you for a moment.